This is a podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons with each other. <laughs> and we record the intro while Jeffrey has stepped out of the room. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Sabotage! He doesn't even know. Jeffrey back yet? Jeffrey is now back, and we have already started recording. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. (laughs) Welcome back, Jeffrey, and also welcome to our listeners. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure for all ages. I'm your Dungeon Master. My name is Paul, and I'm joined tonight, per the huge, by four friends of mine. Hey guys, this is Jeremy, and I play Sutsaurus. Oh, we're recording tonight? Yeah, we're recording tonight. Oh, okay. I'm Jeffrey, <laughs> and I play Servants Off the Wall. I'm Alan, and I play Char. Mander! I'm Felicia, and I play Miss. I was pretty sure that Jeffrey was going to say after I said we were recording, oh, I can't record tonight. <laughs> Which is... Which is what he says every. Uh, how long have we been doing this? How long have we been recording this? Like I know that the the show's been going for almost two years. Yeah, somebody asked me that the other day, and I couldn't tell them. I was like between two and three years, and that's all I could say. Been going two years. We launched. Well, not quite. We launched our first episode January first, two thousand eighteen. So, you know, we're going into the tenth month of our second year. But we recorded the first episode and the second episode in like, I don't know, late summer of 2017, maybe? It's been a while. Hey, we've been doing this for a while. Yeah. So is this the this the goodbye episode where we tell everybody we're done? We don't have enough followers? Just drop the mic. I'm just slightly concerned about the intro that took place while I was not here for it. <laughs> Well, don't worry. When this episode releases, you'll have uh, to listen to it. You can listen to it. <laughs> I just know it's not going to be up to quality. <laughs> well, don't worry. <laughs> you'll you'll be able to redeem yourself in the next episode that we record, which will be here in like a, a little while. Oh, I'm gonna get ready for it. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> Are you upset? <laughs> Maybe a little. <laughs> so, so you you sound a little salty. <laughs> Salty. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, not to rub uh, not to rub it in your face, um, not to rub salt. <laughs> not to, exactly. <laughs> hey, Paul. Yes. Thanks for two years of dungeon mastering this awesome game. Hey, yes, good I love job. You. I love it, man. And editing. Um, it is. I love you guys so sep- much. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is my great honor. My great honor to master the dungeons for this group. Hey, thanks for wasting so much of my time. You're welcome, Jeffrey. I wouldn't have had it any other way. And, and thanks for timing so much of my waste. <laughs> That's sick. Sick. Uh, okay, so let's talk about D&D. Um, we love D&D. And not only do we love D&D, but some of you guys, well, I'm assuming most or all of you that listen to our show uh, share our love for Dungeons & Dragons. And uh, many of you Share our love so much that you've gone to patreon.com slash makebelieveheroes and become a uh, Patreon, supporting us with your hard-earned cash, getting some of those sweet benefits like early releases and special bonus episodes we record, live Q&As and such. And uh, we owe you a huge debt. Uh, and if, if you're a friend of the show, you can be a supporter, a patron. Just like friend of the show, Austin, bless it. Austin, this is your official Shout out from Make Believe Heroes. What up, Austin? Whoa, 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 whoa. Thanks so much for being a patron. You, I mean, you rock. I think is, I think that's what we're trying to say. You rock, Austin. You rock. This is your time. Now, now is your time. Now, behold. But we understand. We understand that not everyone can be a patron. Uh, not everyone has that uh, expendable cash, and that's fine. You know what you can do if you want to help us out? You can go to iTunes, and you can leave us a five-star review. And those five-star reviews go a long way toward helping us get noticed, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, if you do so, we will eventually get around to reading your review on the show. And right now, Alan, for the first time ever, is going to read one of our five-star reviews. Alan, do you have a five-star review for us? Yes. This is titled, Guy is a Guy, Five Stars, by... Id Shark 626, which is a Marvel thing. 
July 17th, 2019. I love this podcast. It has made me laugh until my sister tells me to shut up. <laughs> that probably happens a lot. Uh, oh, that's a good that, is a, that is a test of good podcast right there. Yes. Uh, to all our sisters out there yelling at us to shut up. Uh, <laughs> oh, and to hilarious. you, it's Shark626. Thank you so much for your five-star review and for being a fan. We love you. Oh, I got, I got one. I got one. I got one. Oh, okay. Why, okay. Why, don't you, why don't you do the uh, Battle Bards uh, thing? Too bad. Battle man. Bards. <laughs> it will spice up your table with spiciness, and it, <laughs> it will, will make it even spicy. So spice it <laughs> so up. Spicy. It's a spicy spice battle spice. <laughs> yes. What's happening? You can spice up your gaming table with the spicy BattleBards.com. Uh, they, they have it's like the spice of the spice. <laughs> they have like fireball uh, sound effects. <laughs> it's pretty spicy. I bet you could look uh, up like cooking sounds. I bet it's in there. Yeah, I bet it's there. Yeah, for sure. And if you do use uh, MBH Podcast, the code MBH Podcast, check out to get 15% off of BattleBards Prime subscription. You're so, welcome. Uh, how about uh, enough of this? I'm sure you guys are like, please, no more. No please. more. No more please. of this. Please. Uh, let's play Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons. Those Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Ankle bed. I'm going to begin <laughs> with the tradition of rolling <laughs> this giant D20. Are you ready? Get a negative one. It's a negative one. It's a 16. Oh. Negative one. Got a 16. Yep. 16. He's so one. last negative time one. on Make Believe Heroes. I can hear the music playing in my head. So last time our adventurers went to the burning circle of the nine hells, the kingdom of flames, if you will. But this was not uh, the, uh, the journey that Saul was expecting. Possibly not even the journey that Char and Vance were expecting, but they probably didn't really know what to expect. Anyhow, they get into the Kingdom of Flame only to discover that the streets are desolate. The city is no longer a city as much of a war zone and uh, a long dormant war zone. The structures around them have just been blown apart. In some areas, Misk even discovered that her section of the city where she reigned had just been completely wiped out like a crater in the side of the mountain decimated they're gonna pay they climb to one of the towers to get a view of this city of this uh the burning circle and they saw no signs of life oh and char ate a fire horse wow saul is not happy about that was crazy that's true that that was literally the best part of the episode (laughs) saul lent the uh other three of them a couple of his nightmares his his steeds if you will from his home there in the burning circle and charred was just so hungry he leaned down and stretched his face out and just devoured a fire horse whole it was pretty pretty scarring yeah there was some some uh some conversing going on between vance and his uh his sword friend and then the four of you began to make your way up the mountain toward the castle of king serastus lord of the burning circle so you all are making your way through the hot, dry, ashen-covered city of the Burning Circle. You are approaching upon the gates of the castle of King Serastus. I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> so this is like the same place that he's always reigned? Like, that's his castle? That. Yeah, no, yeah, this is the this castle. Is, you know. It's at the top of the mountain, or at least it's at the top of the city on the side of the mountain, right? It's the highest point, the highest peak of the city is in the castle. And from here, you can see the entire kingdom, plus some of the two uh, lesser kingdoms nearby. Well, Saul, it's, uh, it's about how I remember it. Pretty scary. And um, eee, I don't know how I feel about this. I think we should just uh, not go in there. I think we have little choice but to go in there. Oh, yeah, I know. Have you noticed there's nothing on the battlements? Nothing has flown over. I doubt he's even home. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe. I'm, I'm hoping that he's not home, honestly. I know we need him to be home. I'm just a little nervous. We can play Ding Dong Ditch. All we need is his library. All right. Shall we? Yeah. She looks over at Flicker. Are you ready, Flicker? You just hear a little... Because he still doesn't have—he still doesn't have a tongue. Saul, 
takes his horse and heads straight towards the main gate. You approach the gate. You approach this gate many, many, many times. And as you are riding forward, you're sort of flooded with these memories, memories of your past, memories of approaching these gates, you know, hundreds of times, thousands of times over your lifetime. This is the DMS. I'm curious, how does Saul feel right now? Saul, I mean, he's there's a couple of emotions. Mm. For him, it's... It's something of a homecoming when he thought he could never come home. Right. So there's parts of him that's really enjoying it. But really, he's very much tore up at the fact that he's not on Manumi trying to stop the Unchained. So the situation is he's kind of afraid of his father. But if he can use this situation to get back to Manumi, he will. I don't know. How is Saul feeling about the fact that there's no one here? He's very upset. He thought that in leaving the hells that his, you know, his name and domain would forever be established, and it's not here. Nothing is here. Yeah, it would be easy for him to be very distracted by trying to fix it, but he has a lot on his plate right now. He's not happy about it. If anything, he's sad that uh, his father and his people haven't taken over the rest of the hills. You know what I mean? I do. Or at least held their ground. He was very prideful so this was? is like i mean he is very prideful to see that everything that he had worked for is gone is pretty miserable so as you approach the gates they are tall black there are short black flames burning at the top of the points along this fenced gate uh, as you approach it it's probably 20 feet high i mean everything's a little exaggerated here because well you know, Balor demons, stuff like that. And as you approach it, you see the same two figures that you always saw as you approached the gates. Uh, you see two gargoyles. One is very large, looming over you in the shape of a Balor demon, solid black and carved from obsidian. On the left side, it is towering, and it, it just emanates strength and power. And then to your right, there is the small, lithe, imp also carved from obsidian with a row of jagged teeth and its lips pulled back in a wicked grin and you know Saul that these uh, are the two gargoyles that represent the tenets and the power of the burning circle one represents literally that the strength and the power and the other represents the guile and wit the gate is shut he walks up to the huge statue gets down from his uh, steed and uh, just whispers something towards it, so it turns back into the little statue and drops it in his pocket. Okay. Walks over to the Balor demon and just kind of looks up, staring at it. And it, it's almost a mockery. Here's this symbol of power, and there's no power here right now. Mm. He goes over to the gate, and he puts one hand on it. And... He says, uh, he just says his father's name. He says, Serastus, and he tries to push on the gate. You put your hand on it, and you go to swing it open, and it doesn't give, it doesn't move. It doesn't necessarily feel like it's locked or magically closed. More like it's just been sitting like this for a long time. Like maybe it's rusted, caked with ash or something that's preventing it from moving. It's just very, very uh, tight. He says, Iktorak. And he pushes it harder. Okay, give me a give me a strength check. The gate says, never heard of her. With his negative one to strength, he gets an 11. So you rolled a 12? Yep. You press against it. Uh, it does not budge. Does, how does that make you feel? Angry. Okay. You uh, start to get angry. You push harder. Both hands on it. Okay. Uh, give me another roll. That's an 18. All right, minus one, or did you roll a 19? I rolled a 19. Okay, so... You, you go to press on it, and you're pushing, and uh, Misk, you see, like, you start to notice Saul's sort of, I don't know, uh, growing just a little bit. Like his arms start to swell as he's pressing against this, and you hear the sound of the, uh, the metal and the stone grinding and creaking as he's starting to push this thing open. You see his horns kind of extend farther back, and... Um, you see his his cloak start to sort of 
bulge out between his shoulder blades like his... His wings. Right. Ikatorak, this is my kingdom. And he pushes harder. You, you push harder and the doors just burst out forward. And uh, your eyes light with a red fire. And your wings just burst out from your back. But just moments after that happens, there's there's a sort of uh, opposite reaction. Uh oh. You sort of suddenly feel like you're being torn in two, and you're mid transformation. Right when things stop, and you just kind of fall down to a knee, <sighs> and you feel this burning in your chest. And Misk, you see, as as he was changing, his skin started to turn like a deep, deep crimson red. You know, like you remember him, and as you're seeing this, you remember him in his full might and strength, just this deep, bloody red devil. But as he kind of falls down to one knee and grips his chest, you see his skin just flash with that orangish color that it's been now for a while. And Saul, you you are experiencing a lot of pain, a lot of turmoil, uh, as if you're literally being torn in two. Miss is going to run over to him and, like, try to help him. I know, like, he fell to the ground, right? Yeah. On his knees. So she's going to, you know, put her arms around him and kind of try to get him back up. Listen, Saul, I don't know if you... I don't think you should push it. Just calm down. Breathe. You're getting angry. He's just yelling. He's Saul, you you can feel it. You can feel it inside of you, and you know the difference. You know that you're being torn between, like, two natures. One you live with for eons and you remember it. It is your hellish nature. The other, this this new thing that's that's been sort of in your head and in your heart now since Palor brought you back from the void, since he gave you a new a second life. You feel uh, sort of confused. He uh, screams and yells and holds his head for a while. And then he'll take a one slightly larger hand and put it on his rapier. And uh, he'll try to channel that divine energy instead of, like, he clearly knows his flesh is no longer, he can't do it anymore. He, he is, he's given himself to something else that his flesh could never really overcome it anyway. And so he just grabs the rapier, tries to channel as much as he can of the, the spiritual energy, and he's going to try to calm himself with it. So it does have a calming effect on you, but as you try to channel that power and that energy, it feels like it is just very far away from you, if that makes sense. As if there's something like between you and whatever point you have to reach to channel that power. It's like there's some sort of a uh, like a like a signal jammer, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's not that it doesn't work; it just doesn't feel like second nature the way that it did before. There's just it just almost seems out of reach. And you do manage to calm down. Uh, you feel the warmth of the uh, the hilt of your rapier in your hand and you feel the power sort of channeling through it, it just doesn't feel quite as strong or quite as bright, I guess, as you're accustomed to. Uh, I can't, I can't do this alone. He looks, can I see like towards the tower? Yeah, toward the castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're inside and it's, uh, you're in the courtyard that leads up to the door of the castle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. These are the gates that guard the door, and, but it's it's just a straight walk up to the door of the castle. Can he drag himself that way? Try to. Yeah, you can pick yourself up. It, it, this this sort of pain that you felt from the broken transformation has passed as you've held on to your sword. It has slowly dissipated, and you feel back to your normal self, whatever normal is for Saul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Diminished. He just catches his breath for a while. Mm-hmm. Misk, I don't... I can't stay here. I know. It's like you're trapped between two worlds inside of you, really. Let's just go... Let's just go in the castle. And, you know, she's gonna... I know he's trying to get up and all that. 
She's going to help him up. Mm-hmm. Kind of stand there. Not. I know how Saul is. Like, he wants to do everything by himself. Mm-hmm. So she's going to be there kind of helping him, but not making him feel like she's just carrying him. Right. As you go over and you put a hand on Saul to help him up, Flicker is, he's just kind of like in your, on your shoulder in your hood, right? Or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you notice he kind of crawls over to the other side to distance himself from Saul. Oh. <laughs> I get it. Saul coughs and glares at the imp, or the closet rather. Well, this is going to be fantastic. He looks over at Flicker. Is my father here? Flicker just kind of hides. Let's do this. I'm right with you. You all approach the door to the castle? Yep. Yeah. What's the marching order? Saul and Misk in the front. Yep. Then you two side by side in the back? Yeah, sure. Where's the the horses still with us? Yeah, you're all still riding them. Oh, actually, Saul put his away. Do you all follow yeah. suit? I jumped off mine and run to Saul, so. Which, I mean, Vance's doesn't just poof out, right? It sticks around. Yes. That's fine. You, you can all put your horses away. Vance, do you just tell yours to wait outside? Stay here, horsey. <laughs> okay. Okay. You all go up, and uh, unlike the gate, which was, you know, shut hard, the door here is uh, is open. It's not like swung wide open, but it's cracked open. Saul walks up. He walks up and grabs both both doors and pulls them mm-hmm. out towards him at the same time. They swing open. He, uh... Draws his rapier and walks in. Misk draws her rapier. I draw my mace. I'm not drawing my sword. <laughs> you step inside, Saul, and uh, unlike everywhere else that you've been, that m- much of it just sort of looks like it was abandoned. Uh, this place is the first that you've actually come in contact with that looks like it has been torn apart. Everything is in disarray. There are great just chunks and gashes torn out of the wall as if there was some sort of a great battle in here. Uh, What does it look like as you step through the door? What does this place look like? So, originally, it was like, think of a cathedral, right? The uh, big, long, open sections. So, it's kind of like an X with the center being where the throne would be and uh, there's an open ceiling like a giant circle in the middle where light and or fire could come out up of or down of a huge black obsidian throne where uh, Serastus would sit and there's like the main doorway walks straight up to the foot of that throne and then to each direction you know there'd be different some of his greatest treasures piled up or, you know, his favorite other devil in a cage for him to torment. It's massive. I want to I mean, vaulted ceilings, gothic cathedral with a giant throne that has a open sky ceiling above it. You step inside, it's like I said, there are uh, signs of, of war in here. Um, most notably, there are remains. Oh, wow. Skeletal remains. Which is weird, because in the hells, if a devil dies, it is gone. Nothing of it really remains, and then it's reborn. Weaker, you know, sort sort of like, uh, so if Satsaris had died on the battlefield before he left the hells, if he'd been slain, he would have been reborn in the fires of the mountain, and he would have uh, had to crawl his way back out, and then he would have been somewhat weaker, having lost some power because of his fall, and he would have had to have worked his way back up to where he was before uh, to see what are obviously the remains of your peers means that whatever did this was actually fully capable of slaying a devil. He looks at Misk. Do you think we were invaded by the gods? And he like walks over and looks at the, the bones. Misk. No one is safe here, and it looks towards the throne in particular. Is it still standing? It is still standing. Um, you know, it's just like you remember it. It's uh, it's there. It's large. Its back sort of reaches toward the ceiling like black flames. Everything is there, but it is uh, it's surrounded by 
just the remains of, of some sort of battle. I would say that you have never come in contact with something that could kill a devil like this. Like, truly. You've heard you've heard stories. A god could do it, definitely. Um, but I don't know that you guys have ever been in a battle with something that would or could. Something that could. Definitely would, but could. Okay. Saul walks over and he picks up one of the bones off the floor. Mm-hmm. This looks like a femur. And he turns to Misk and he goes, We've been defeated, but I don't know that we can be killed here. And he drops it. This is a god or something we've never encountered. Yeah, this is not... I mean, we went through a lot of battles down here with a lot of different things. And this is... I've never seen anything like this. But why would the gods come down here and just kill everyone unless Serastus had done something so bad while we were gone. But I don't I don't think the gods would do that, Saul. Like Palor? You really think Palor would come down here and just kill all the devils? It doesn't make sense. I mean, you say this thing that the chained one. I mean, what if it was him? <laughs> yeah. I wonder how much time has passed. Maybe it's already started. We got to get to the library. We have to go. Vance, Char, does this mean anything yeah. to you? No. Saul turns to you and says that. Vance, you, uh, oh, as no. they've been walking around and looking at these bones, and I'm assuming you've kind of been looking too. Oh, yeah. You hear a voice in your head, and he says, Vance. You and I know something that can kill a devil, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> oh, crap. Char. Char. Mm. Yes. We're in hell with a bunch of crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> Man. A bunch of crazy people. Uh, Char, what is your passive perception? It is uh, 13. So as they're talking and uh, as Saul turns back to you, and what did you say, Saul? Char, Vance, do you know anything about this? Why would I know anything about this? Good point. Maybe that blade could tell us something about this, being a former devil of the hells. (laughs) Well, I know this blade could do something like this. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. You want to find out? Um, calm down. I mean, seriously, we don't need to be enemies with each other. Apparently, there is a much greater enemy, so keep the blades down. Char, you hear something. Oh, no. It sounds like... Guys, I heard something. <laughs> it, just listen. Listen, Alan. You hear something, it sounds like like a low mumbling, like someone talking quickly and very, very low. It's just like a... Ram, rambling, mumbling, rambling, mumbling. Sounds like it's coming from deeper in this chamber. Hey guys, there's there's something in this chamber. Saul and he Saul just draws his rapier and slowly starts heading that direction. Start walking in the direction of just the center of the room. As you you know, it's a, somewhat of a decent little distance from where you are over to where the throne is sitting on this little raised platform. Uh, but as you approach it, the three of you, other than Char, also begin to hear this this low, like, chattering, mumbling. Who goes there? Weapons in hand. Yeah, I have my rapier drawn. I'm falling, Saul. You call out, Saul, and uh, there's no response. Just the continued... Show yourself. He gets closer. Still nothing. This is the kingdom of the family Serastus. I pull out my mace. I got my finger on the button. Pointing forward. You guys continue on. As you approach the throne, you can see something uh, on the other side, around the back side of the throne. You circle around slowly, and you actually see a few things. You see a few figures 
like knelt down on the ground behind this large throne. Uh, there are a number of these small creatures, roughly the size of a, a child, around seven or eight years old. Uh, they're very thin, winged. Their rib cages are protruding, kind of sickly, like they haven't eaten in a long time. Uh, their heads are adorned with these short, pointed horns, and they have these long tails with an arrowhead at the tip, and they lie dormant behind them. They're knelt in a circle facing inward toward a much larger creature. And that creature is uh, where the mumbling is, uh, it's, it's where it's emanating from. At first, it's hard to tell what this creature is, but as you're getting closer, you'll see that it's a devil of some sort, Saul. You can you instantly recognize it as a devil of some kind with deep, dark blue skin. The uh, form of this figure is thin, almost skeletal. Uh, his hair is uh, is missing in patches, and dark blood's running down. It looks, it, and you can see the hair in his hands. It's like he's pulled it out. He does not look up towards you. Just continues to mutter and mumble, twitching and occasionally moaning. But you guys do recognize Saul. Well, actually, I'll tell you what, Saul. You and Misk both roll me a history check. Uh, 14 on the dice. 15. Plus your history. Oh, two. So 17. Okay. Yeah, mine's something like that too, but I, I can't. It's pulling up. I got you. I got you, fam. Your history is plus two. So you got a 16? Yep. And I got a 17. 16 and a 17. Both of you recognize the robes that this figure is wearing. Uh, they are black with a red shawl hanging over them that marks him as the advisor of the king. But you don't recognize the person. It's not whoever the advisor was when last you were here. Saul, like, shuffles towards them and, like, kicks one of the imps out of the way. <laughs> okay. Speak, servant. Your master is here. The imp doesn't even cry out or call out as you step forward. He uh, He's lowered his rapier towards the advisor, kicked an imp out of the way, and says, Speak, servant. Your master is here. No response. He continues to mutter and to mumble. So Misk is going to run over to the face of this devil. Okay. And she's going to put her rapier in her sheath and lean down and grab the face of this devil mm -hmm. with both of her hands and, like, look right in his eyes. Okay, so as soon as you touch his face, he reacts. Oh, good. He, there's a... You die. A sharp intake of breath. Fire. <laughs> and he looks up at you, and his eyes are solid white, just glazed over. Ooh. And uh, this voice just comes out from him. And he says, The circles converge. Their blood spilt upon the altar of what was lost. Kings fall, kingdoms fade. The hells break upon his blade. He returns to finish what he started. The forsaken smothers the light. It rises, its feet wreathed in flames of forbidden power. And the darkness follows. And after he says that, the imps all get up. Oh, no. And they shriek in unison. And they lunge at the four of you. Oh, great. Roll initiative. Initiative. They just made a mistake. So I was really hoping that guy would look at Misk and, and you know, it'd be a really nice moment. I figured it was so, going to go so the other way. I mean, it was a nice moment. Okay. I need initiatives. I have a 15. I got a 16. Oh, I didn't add my modifier, whatever that is. My modifier is plus zero. I got a 19. So I got an 18, actually. Well, I got a 19. <laughs> nice. I also got a 19. Okay, what did you get, Felicia? I got a 16. Who's got the higher dex, Char or Vance? I'm an 11. Vance, what's your dex? 13. Oh, wow. All right, so Vance and Char both got a 19. Uh, Saul, you said you got an 18? Yep. So, you know, Misk is like... Misk got a 16? Yes, I got a 16. She is like right in his face. So when he like 
jumped up like that, I feel like she literally fell on the floor. Well, he didn't. Ju- well, he jumped well, back I mean, his like face. he kind of yeah, like like but, she would have just fell back. You're standing there. You're surrounded by these things. They leap towards you, Misk, the devil figure that you were speaking to. He's not. He has fallen back down and begun to mumble again. It seems at the moment, but he does seem a little bit different. Like he's almost like he's sort of coming out of it. But he's not attacking you or doing anything. It mm-hmm. doesn't seem like. Uh, these imps are, though. So, um, the first person to go is Sir Vance. Ten imps <laughs> leap at you. Ten? How many? Ten. Holy moly. Just at him? All, well, no. They are leaping at all of you. Okay. He, yes, they're all leaping at me. <laughs> he's going first. Okay. So, quick question. Yes. I used Arm of Agathis last time. Has it been an hour? Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it has been an hour. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. So I'm going to... I mean, he's not been reluctant. Like, part of him... Well, not part of him. The demon has really wanted him to draw this blade the whole time. Right. He's been fighting that because he knows it's going to be a problem every time he draws it here. But at the same time, part of him just really wants to. So when this happens, he can't hold it back. Okay. He has to use he that He can't sword. stop, and he won't stop. Can't, he won't. Can't stop, won't stop. Let's do it. Draw that sword. He draws it. Yes. <laughs> That's so creepy. And I want to use the cantrip. It's called Booming Blade. Okay. While I use this attack. Okay. So it, it says as part of the action, use the cast of spell, you must make a melee attack with a weapon. Okay. So... I'm going to attack. Okay. Go that ahead. is bad. What is it? <laughs> is it a natural one? It's a two. It's a two. Eight. A ten total? It's bad. Two plus eight is not going to do it. So you swing. It was one uh, is flying towards you, and uh, you miss it. Darn. You going to make a second attack, or can you? Um, That's what I was going to ask. So technically, you took the action of casting a cantrip, not taking an attack action. I see. So, I think, technically, I don't think you can make a second attack, can you? I mean, I guess not. It says you can attack twice instead of once whenever you take the attack action on your turn. Yeah, you can't unless you do an attack action. It doesn't let you. Yeah, since this was a cantrip action, it's not an attack action. Okay. Do you do anything else on your turn? I still have a bonus action, right? You do. So, could I cast Hex on the one I swung at? Which is a first level spell? Yes. I believe you can, since you only used a cantrip. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to do that. Do it. You cast Hex, and what do you Hex on him? What ability? I choose Wisdom. Okay. And you do extra damage against him when you hit him? Yes, I do. He cheats. He has devil-killing magic. I have anything-killing magic. Okay. Uh, so that is the end of your turn. Char, it's your turn. Bunch of imps are flying towards you. So they're flying towards me. I step towards one of them, kind of sidestep it. As I do, I take my mace, I kind of spin it to the side and okay. whack it like a baseball, or at least attempt it. Yes, to. I, I dig it. All right, mm-hmm. roll me that attack roll. It's a dirty 20. Okay, that is a hit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it is. Nice. And I got max damage, which is a seven, I guess. But still. Kill it to death. Okay. When your mace connects with it, it hits it like around the midriff, and it connects like the bottom of its rib cage. You definitely feel like broken bones. Real bad. It You immediately stop its forward progression and send it flying backwards. So this is what I would call the home run bat from Smash Brothers. <laughs> yes, actually, yes. Uh, except you, you don't insta-kill, uh, which is basically what happens with that bat. Uh, anything else? Uh, as a bonus action, I'm going to do nothing. Okay, so you stand your ground holding your Smash Bat, and now it is Saul's turn. In the name of Sarastus, stop! He's going to take his rapier. Mm-hmm. And try to jam it into the head of the nearest one. Okay. Uh, roll me that attack roll. Uh, it's a two on the dice. Good rolls. Oh my gosh. You guys are killing me. That's a total of eight. 
No, you're killing us. That's a miss. I'm gonna use my inspiration. Okay, do it. Do it. That's better. That's a 17 on the dice. That is a hit. So, sneak attack. I have advantage? You don't have advantage because sneak attack doesn't give you advantage. If you ever have advantage, you automatically get sneak attack, okay? That's what I'm saying. Do I have advantage right now? I mean, you used your inspiration, so sort of technically you do, but it's not that as much as the fact that you're standing right next to your friends. Like, you guys are bunched together. I see. So, that uh, the other rule applies. Either way, you have sneak attack damage. So, go ahead and roll me that damage. It's a total of 12 damage. Plus three, so fifteen. Okay, and that's one d eight plus three d six. Yep, that is enough. So you uh, stick your rapier up into this imp that's flying towards you, and when you do, it stabs it. You're going for the face, you said through the eye. Is that what you said? Oh, through the eye socket. Ooh, you stab it right in the eye socket, and when you do, that paylor symbol on the hilt glows bright orange, and this thing is just burnt away. Also, your sword is now on fire. You did not summon it, but it is on fire. Nice. I said enough. And I'm going to use uh, my cunning action to disengage to whatever is near and like slightly move back. Uh, There's not really anywhere you can go. They're all around you in a circle. Okay. All right, cool. None of the above then. So now it is uh, the blue guy's turn. Uh, He continues to mumble, but he is going to roll something. He continues to mumble and mutter, and now it is the imp's turns. Lovely. So, one is right up in your biz, Vance, and he is going to try and bite you. Try it. He is flying towards you. He is landing on your shoulder, and okay, that is a 24 to hit. That's a miss. (laughs) So that's a hit. (laughs) Definitely hit. But you only take five damage. Piercing damage. Five. I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. Okay. That's a uh, 15 total. Okay, you you save. You're good. Yay. Another one is going to go. This one uh, is the one that Char, you uh, you hit it really hard with your thing. It is going to uh, fly back towards you and try and bring its tail around and sting you. Wow. Not cool. What's your armor class? 16. Miss. Woo! Not do it. Ooh. But then his buddy does the same thing. No. Sorry. No. Oh my gosh, Alan. Sorry. <laughs> Get out of here. No. Oh, crap. Uh, this one's a 22 to hit. Does that hit? A 22 does not hit. Uh, you take seven damage. I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. I'm dead. I'm just kidding. But I'm at 23 hit points, which is not much. Uh, 16. You're good. Woo! Okay, so that's three. All right. Two of them are going to come at you, Misk, and try and sting you. They get a disadvantage on attack rolls. Why is that? Because my cloak. Nice. Read me the thing on that so I know exactly how it works. If they all get it, or is it one per turn? How might it be one. Is it a if, reaction? Uh, while you wear this cloak, it projects an illusion that makes you appear to be standing in a place near you, uh, causing any creature to have disadvantage on attack rolls against you. If you take damage, the pro... The property ceases to function until the start of your next turn. The property okay. is su- suppressed while you are incapacitated. Okay. Yeah. Incapacitated. Restrained. So you are... Any creature trying to attack you has disadvantage until you get hit. Yes. And, and then, then it starts next over turn, your next I can turn. do it. Boom. Okay. So the first one's going to go. Uh, I don't think it hits. 12? No. 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 Second one got a 15. What's your AC? 14. So the second one is going to hit. All right. Bring it. So you take four piercing damage. I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. It's 14. Y'all are all doing really well on the constitution saving throws. Okay. Yeah, boy. Yeah, girl. Yeah. Two of them are coming at you, Saul. Saul laughs. Kill him. <laughs> I think one got a 24 and one got a 23. Wow, they're really... Oh my gosh. I use Uncanny Dodge. Okay, you can use Uncanny Dodge on one of the attacks. So, you want... I wish everyone's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'll, I'll do it on the first ones. It's fine. Okay, one of them hits you for seven. One of them hits you for seven. One of them hits you for six. Oh, perfect. So, you take a total of ten damage. Sounds good. But I need you to make me two constitution saving throws. Golly. Yeah, there are a lot of them. Your con save, I can tell you if you need to know, is a plus one. I only got an eight on the first one. Oof. 
And the second one is an 11. Oof. Uh, so the 11 is good. The other one's not. And you take 11 poison damage. Oof. I just took 21 damage, guys. That's a lot of damage. That's a lot of damage. Two of them come Crap. at you, Vance. Two more? Yeah. What's your AC? 16. Did two of them try to attack you before or just one, Vance? Just one, right? One has attacked me so far. Okay. One of these two hits you. The other one does not. And you take four damage. I need a constitution saving throw. 14. Okay. That's that's good enough. You save. And that is the end of their turns. They are flying around and jabbing at you all, trying to stab you with their stingers, and just taking pot shots. Little 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 attacks here and little in there, but they're they're hurting and they're beginning to wear on you all. And uh, with that, it is now Misk's turn. Okay. So, I was thinking about using this one spell. I've never used it. It's called it? Spirit Guardians. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, because there's a bunch of these dudes. Spirit Guardians, crazy. It's a great spell. It doesn't It doesn't say how many, though. How many what? How many of them there are. There are just a whole bunch flying around you in a 15-foot. Okay, so it says, you know, if they're... If you're good, then they look angelic, and then if you're evil, they look like evil. Okay. But I'm kind of in the middle. Okay. So, so half half. they're going to glow, mm-hmm. but they're going to all have horns like mine, mm-hmm. and they're going to be really cool like that. So is it radiant damage then? Yes. Yes. That's yes. if it's good. Yes, good radiant energy. damage. Okay. So the way it works is... Uh, and it, since it's a spell, can I cast it with my loot? And that will be plus one to... Yeah, if you cast it with your loot, it means that they, they're safe. Because they make a save. It's not an attack. So okay. If, when they... If they end their turn, or if they either enter this area or start their turn there, they have to make a save. So if they, they try to attack me... No, they're all around you. They're they're all in this aura. So at the beginning of their turn, they're all going to have to make a save unless they all run or something. Okay? okay. And if they fail, they will take a bunch of damage. So... Okay. Uh, go and ahead then, and mark that one off there. And then uh, for... Bonus action, mm-hmm. I was going to use Healing Word for uh, Saul. Well, you can't use two spells. Can't. Mm-mm. You can do a spell and a cantrip, but you can't do two spells. Mm. I was trying to help you. I'm sorry. That's okay. You could do a uh, Bardic Inspiration. I still love you. It's okay. Yeah, I can do Bardic Inspiration. Four. Inspire me. Yeah, I'll inspire Saul. Okay. How do you do that? You do have your loot in here. So, all my people... <laughs> <laughs> all my people up here, uh-huh. and they look all awesome. Mm-hmm. I want them to all have my face. <laughs> okay, they all have your face. They all look just like you. Oh, it's great. Tiny little version. They're like chibi, like. And they got little bitty lutes. <laughs> they're like little cherub versions of Misk flying around playing lutes. The devil angel choir sings. Oh gosh, that's <laughs> yes. great. So I pull up my lute, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Hold on, Saul." No, I'm just kidding. I just no, I love that. Say That's it. good. Just keep that. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just going to... It's like a metal run. You no, know, okay. it's really great. And I'm going to bardic inspiration him. Okay. You bardically inspire Saul. That's all. You have bardic inspiration. Yeah. And now we're we're about to roll back to the top of the initiative order. But before we do... Oh, gosh. Char, I need you to... Uh, Something bad happens. I need you to make me a save, Char. Char's about to turn into a scary thing. What flavor? Just uh, a wisdom save. <laughs> wisdom. Well, <laughs> Char, goodness. Oh, Never mind. No. I was about to be cocky about his plus six. <laughs> yeah, he has a good wisdom. What'd you get? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I rolled a four. Oh, so that's a ten? So I got a ten. Get it, Char. Get it. Char, you... Uh, you hear something. What do I hear? Oh, no. It's like a whisper in your ear. These are not your friends. I mean, yeah, the imps aren't my friends. I've never met them before. They're attacking me. That's clearly the case. They want to hurt you, Char. Yes, I see that. They've done seven damage. And you take 11 psychic damage. <laughs> what? Oh. Oh my gosh. It's against the law. And then you feel compelled, Char, to take your mace okay. and swing it at the back of Saul's head. Oh my gosh. Oh. So I roll a natural 20. I'm just kidding. It's a 15. <laughs> Plus four is 19. Yeah, that, that's oh probably a hit. Oh my gosh. Go ahead and roll me the damage. Yikes. Oh my gosh. Uh, so I look at Saul and spray him with my mace. Okay. And he takes It's five. Total? Yep. For real? Yeah, his 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 melee attack's not his all that. His mace powerful, is actually not. like a blow up toy type thing. 
<laughs> so it just hits you and bounces off. It's like one of those big blow-up hammers that they used to sell at the fair. Saul, a, a spiked mace crashes into the back of your skull. Oh my god. And despite the fact that it's only five hit points, it hurts. Your ears are ringing. <clears throat> you turn and you see Char sitting there and his eyes are glossy white. Char! Yikes. And then you hear something. Saul. Something's taking over his mind. You hear a whisper in your ear, Saul. Oh, God. And it says, He wants to kill you. Roll a wisdom save. Roll me a wisdom save. Oh, my gosh. Can I use my bardic inspiration? Yeah, you can. That's a d6, right? I should have used my inspiration to hit him. (laughs) (laughs) What what do you got, Saul? I don't need it. I rolled a 15 already. Okay. You're good. You save. My intelligence is a... Or my wisdom... It's a plus zero, but I got a 15. Okay. How did you know you didn't need it? I'm good. Well, you do save. Thank you. Misk. I am Misk. You hear a whispering in your ear. The elf wants to kill your mother. The elf. (laughs) He literally just tried. Yeah, Chor's an elf. Oh. (laughs) Roll me a wisdom save. 18. You, uh, you save. Nice. That's good. You save. And with that, we're going to end this episode Er, snap. What? What is happening? Something is going on. Already? Felicia, you just need to kill everyone here. It's already over? Give me ten more minutes of this episode and I'll kill every living creature in the room. Uh, we, we gotta cut this one. I believe you would. We gotta cut it. But hey, uh, thank you so very much for listening to this podcast, Make Believe Heroes, where we play D&D... <laughs> And we uh, make people cry. We make we make sad things happen. Yeah, we do. All the sad, real sad boy hours. <laughs> but it's good story. So, <laughs> uh, thank you. We will see you again in one week, same time. We love you very same much. Channel. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Char, you hear something. It sounds like... Guys, I heard something. <laughs> it, just listen. Listen, Alan. You hear something, it sounds like like a low mumbling, like someone talking quickly and very low. It's just like a, a rambling, mumbling, rambling, mumbling, rambling. It sounds like it's coming from deeper in this chamber. Guys, hey, there's something in this chamber. Somebody, some some mumbling in this chamber. Char has a Char has a gravel voice. Use your use your character voice, Alan. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. There's <laughs> <laughs> something in this chamber. Okay, I didn't know I was talking to Jeffrey. Okay. Alan. <laughs> uh. Hey, you, 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 you get what you're asking for. Yeah. Where's Rachel? <laughs>